Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast. It's Billy again, and another interview today, uh, this time from uh, the other end of the spectrum. I'm interviewing one of my coaching clients from Tasmania, uh, a man who went from the mines, a well, being a welder in the mines, to owning two successful hair salons in Hobart. But recently, um, something happened. And, uh, and since that one event, he's become a man on a mission. He's ready to conquer the world. And there's some really valuable lessons for you to learn as a business owner in how quickly things can change in a single moment. Stay tuned. This is the Billy Rickman Show podcast. Being in business over the past few years has become increasingly demanding. As a business owner, it's getting harder to know what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. The constant changes and updates in business can make you feel overwhelmed. So the question is, how do you stay ahead of the game, stay motivated, and create a business that doesn't just keep the doors open, but achieves serious profit? This podcast will answer that question. I'm Billy Rickman, and this is Success Sessions. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Billy Rickman Show podcast. Another special guest today. Recently, I interviewed one of our coaching clients called Vicky Bono, and uh, she had an amazing story. She's been in the industry for over 40 years. And, um, and in the podcast, she talks about the changes she's seen and, um, and the success of her business over the last decade. And so because we did that interview, um, I thought, who else I want to interview in my coaching circles? Because they all have uniquely some great stories. And um, probably the most polar opposite story I could possibly give you comparatively to Vicky is the gentleman I'm going to interview today. And uh, his name is Tony Klasser. He is the owner of Compliments for Hair in Hobart. Um, and uh, he, unlike Vicky, is not part of the industry. He was, I believe, he's going to probably correct me in a second when I introduce him, but he was in the mining industry, I believe, and uh, kind of came into their, uh, when he left, kind of came into the hair industry to, to make some money in hair and own a couple of salons. And, uh, and since then, he's gone from strength to strength, but I'm going to allow him to tell the story. So let's welcome him to the show, Mr. Tony Klasner. How are you? Good, thanks, Billy. Yourself? I'm very, very well. That's How's things good. in Hobart? Uh, cold. Cold. Isn't that it's like a right? <laughs> yeah, it, it's sunny at the moment, but it's very cold. Yeah, right. Us Queenslanders up here, it gets to about 25 and we start to really feel the feel the cold. Yeah. 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 We're about 15 today, so. <laughs> At max. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about your story. You are the owner of Confluence for Hair? That's correct. Yes. Let's go way back. So you, you did I get that right? You were in the mines. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. So I did my apprenticeship as a welder. Uh, finished <laughs> that when I was 21, straight to the mines a couple of weeks later. And I was there for about 10 to 12 years on and off. Okay. And, then, and did pretty well for yourself? Yeah, it was really good. Yep. Yeah, you, you, you definitely were doing mining at the right time, right? <laughs> yeah, I got out at the right time too. Yeah, right. And so when you left, um, you, I mean, I know now that you, you own a couple of salons, um, but was that, was that your next stage? Like, did you go straight from mining into hair or was there something in between? I had a, we had a couple of clothing stores as well um, associated with the action sports that I was into and lost a lot of money. A hell of a lot of money. Um, yeah, and then I was actually at the lunch table one day speaking with a friend and he just said, I've bought a salon. It opens tomorrow. 
and then I just followed his journey over the next three days. And I was like, that's what I want to do. I'm going to open a salon too. He quit three days after opening. Same scenario. He had somebody else running it for him. Um, yeah, and after three days, he quit and went home. Wait a minute. What, he, like, he, he sold the business? Or... No, no, no. So he, he purchased the business for a friend of his to run uh, in Perth. And mm-hmm. the first day, they took $3,000. The second day, $4,000. Third day, he's like, I'm going home. And that, that's it. So Oh, because he, he was doing so well. Yeah, yeah. So right, right, right. Got it, yeah. Yeah, he said, this, this is going to blow up. So I'm going to go home. Yeah, cool. And so you thought I'd do the same thing? That night, I called a friend of mine uh, back here in Tassie and spoke to her and said, I want to open a salon and I want it to be cool. You want it to be cool? Oh, no, I wanted the salon to be cool, um, you know, to, to create something different. And that's what we did. Cool. Yeah, awesome. I mean, and, and you know, it's interesting. Um, you're obviously doing a, a marketing campaign with us at the moment, which, which yeah. we'll get to. Um, but we've assigned a salesperson for you. And that's exactly what I said. We, we assigned someone who's a, he's a young guy who works here with us in the office. And I said, oh, you'll get a, you'll do really well with Confluence because, um, uh, you know, it's a really trendy and cool place and it's got a really good vibe and a good energy. And the client yeah. that we, we speak to anyway on the phone when we, when we sell on your behalf, they always seem, yeah, they, they, you've got like quite a good culture of clients, um, you know, in terms of the clients, sorry, that are coming into the business. And, and it's interesting that you just said that because it's almost like that's what you set out to achieve at the very start. And here we are a couple of years later and, and you've definitely achieved that. Yeah, it's, it's been good. I, I wanted to, like the, our salons in the suburbs, you know, a very low demographic area, if you like, um, cheap rent, um, you know, and I wanted, I wanted that, but I wanted to give that city salon vibe, new, modern, you know, good customer service at a without the city salon price, and that's what we did. Yeah, cool. I love that. Yeah. I love that. It's, it's. I think it's so exciting when someone sets out with a vision and they actually achieve it because so many people in business start out with a vision and then they just get like um, railroaded or they, you know they they get derailed. Sorry, on their on their journey, and then they end up in something completely different. And sometimes that works out for the best, but oftentimes a lot of business owners look back in the rearview mirror and go, "Huh, this is not exactly the business I I planned or I thought it would be." Yeah. So it's, I think it's super cool that you you decided on a vision early on and um, and you actually obtained it. So going back then, so you opened the, that salon and then um, it did quite well. And then two years later, you decided to buy a second salon. Yeah, so that that was that was the story behind the salon we're in now. But yeah, so going back, the first salon, uh, I I purchased it with with my partner at the time, and I didn't really have any idea about what I was doing. And listening to your podcast yesterday, yeah, I didn't pay tax. Yeah, I didn't pay my super. The money was coming in. I, I bought cars. Um, yeah. And then six months later, in a whole heap of pain. But we got through that. And here's where we are today. Yeah. You know, now I understand a lot more. Yeah. Cool. Well, Let's, the reason I, um, I mentioned to you I want to bring on the podcast is because I think uh, recently something happened and I want to kind of, um, I'm going to come to that point in a second because I think it's a really pivotal moment for you, but also I think there's a really big lesson to be learned for a lot of other people as well. So um, the way you came into my world is you you purchased, um, I think it was called a crisis pack in the day, right? Did you yep. buy a crisis pack? Yeah. Yep. And a crisis pack for, the, for, for you guys who were listening back in the day was a... Um, 
uh, basically a, uh, a highly discounted service in order just to, to simply build client volume. And so what we do is like we give an offer too good to refuse, get a heap of people in. And if you've got a good business, you should be able to retain a, a, a quite a good deal of them. And Tony was able to do that. He got a great result. And then we started doing the six-week challenge. And, um, and Tony said, well, you guys did a good, you got to go a good result for us last time. So let's do, well, I'm happy to put my hand up. Let's do a six-week challenge. We did the six-week challenge. And uh, I think it was about um, two weeks after you'd finished your six-week challenge or something like that. I said we were doing Limitless, which was our coaching program. And you said, yeah, I'm in. I think I saw the post. I, I, I remember putting a post up and then underneath you were just like, yeah, I'm in. Just take my money or something like that. And it was, it was something very, and I was like, oh, this is the easiest pitch I've ever made. It's not even live yet. And this guy's like, yeah, I mean, I trust you. We've got good results before, so let's do it. So you join Limitless. And month one, you're super excited. Month two, you realize there's a, there's, a, there's a little bit of work to be done here as well. Yeah. And you kind of went, well, I don't have time for this. It was Christmas and blah, blah, blah. Um, but we managed to get you to Think Tank. And Think Tank is our open conference. It's three days on the Gold Coast. And you come up to Think Tank and um, I'm super excited to see you. Month, uh, the first morning of day one, you seemed really engaged. End of day one, you sort of became a little bit disenfranchised. And then day two was a little bit more of a struggle and seemed to not be contributing as much and not be engaged as much, uh, which was interesting just to give people context. And hopefully you agree with this. It wasn't because the content was necessarily boring because everyone else's engagement yes. seemed to be increasing as yours was decreasing. And, um, and I remember on day two, uh, Ali, who, uh, who you're quite close with, She's my operations manager. Um, <laughs> she messaged, she, uh, I think it was with her or she messaged me or something like that. And she said, I don't think Tony's coming back for day three. And I said, what do you mean? And she's, I don't think he's coming back. I think he's gonna go to the beach or go shopping at Pacific Fair or something. And, um, and we were like, no, you need to make sure that Tony comes back. And then on day three, you come back. And by the end of day three, you are just a completely different person. Um, and then since then, which was only about six weeks ago now, four or five, six weeks ago, something like that, um, you have completely changed the way you operate your business. You've completely changed your mindset around the business. You're a man on a mission. You're like just, you're, you're sitting here in front of me now in a conference for hair polo shirt, which I believe is quite new. Um, and you're just going like from strength to strength. And so I want to kind of, I mean, I haven't even asked these questions. I've always, I've always actually been curious myself as to like what happened between the time we finished day two and, and, and day three or something, something happened. And how have you been able to sustain that? Because I think the reason, uh, you know, a lot of people who listen to this podcast now, they would have moments in their business where they feel stuck or they feel like they're not aligned with their business or they feel like they're just not, motivated by the business or not connected to it or they don't know what to do or I don't know they just feel like they're not they're just something is not aligning and yep. um and perhaps like you saw I, I don't know I'm just putting words in your mouth and I'm going to give you an opportunity to obviously tell your side in a segment um perhaps you you just thought the business ran itself or you you know you thought you were happy with that but now things things have changed and so yeah I'm, I'm super curious as to what has happened um because a lot of people I think stuck in their own business and listen to what has happened and maybe get some inspiration and some ideas and strategies around what's changed. Yeah. So look, what going back a few weeks before Think Tank um, in the coaching calls, David's my coach um, and he's been great, but something Kim said actually, actually really got to me. And, you know, I was like, 
man, she's talking at me. Like, you know, this is directed at me. And I'm like, it, it was to do with making excuses and things like that. And I'm like, I'm so busy. because, As you know, I do so much stuff outside of the salon as well. And I was like, she's talking right at me. And then anyway, so moving forward on day two, you know, obviously we're there late and I was using all the excuses under the sun. I don't work in the business. I don't call, beat, you know, I don't do that, which I didn't at the time. Um, and yeah, I, I was not coming back. Um, it was Ali that sort of said, you know, you're coming back. Um, and then that night, like I said, I, I went to write you a message, you know, five times to send it and make excuses or, or whatever. Um, then I was like, no, I'll, I'll just come back tomorrow, sat through the day. And again, it was something that, you know, Kim had all these things and she said, you might think I'm talking about you. You might think I'm talking about somebody else. And I was like, no, what she's saying now is actually directed at me. <laughs> um, <laughs> like now I know that it's, you know, it's at me. Um, and, and to be fair, it, based on your attitude on the, the the night of day two, it probably was. <laughs> oh yeah, I spoke, I spoke to her very late on day three, early into the next four, day four, um, <laughs> and she said, "No, it was definitely directed at you." And <laughs> at the end of day three, when you know I was pretty much last with standing up and reading, you know, reading what we'd written out, the answers to what Kim was talking about, and I, and I didn't even write anything down. Oh, I did, but it had nothing to do with what I said and I just stood up in front of everybody and just apologized to everybody for not being involved and um you know I had that at that moment I had that choice to either walk away or, or or realize what I needed to do as a business owner and that's what I did and since then I haven't stopped yeah and so what has that meant for I guess for you and your business what what was what were those excuses why did you have them um, again, because I didn't work in the, I, I generally did not work in the business. You know, I, I'd come into the business and say good morning to the staff and, you know, go out the back and help out. You know, I wasn't in the front of the salon as such. Um, I just wanted everybody else to do this stuff, but there was no direction of how I wanted them to do it. Um, I was just expecting them to, to know what to do. Um, whereas now we've had a lot of meetings since Think Tank and my staff are like, you the same person that went away the other week or, you know, and then listening to all your podcasts in the, in the meantime, you know, daily I'm coming back with questions for, for the staff and then, you know, answers to their questions. And yeah, it's just been, it's been really good. Have your staff uh, been positive? Yeah, hundred percent. I didn't think they would be. I thought, you know, the changes I put in place and, and, I, and I thought, you know, I'm, I'm going to be pushing up a hill to, to get these things to change. But, but since my, my positivity, positivity has changed, so has theirs, mm. um, you know, and it's been really good to see. And, and I gave them the three questions. Um, I can't remember what they are now. What would you, you know, you might be able to tell me what they are. Yeah. What, um, what is it you, you, Want me to? What does it want me to do less of? Or what do you want me to stop? What do you want me to do more of? And what do you want me to keep doing? What do you want me to keep doing? Yeah, yeah. and yeah. that was that was honestly a really emotional day for me because the things that they wanted me to keep doing, I didn't even realise that they knew that I was doing it. I can't remember what what they are off the top of my head, but like they were <laughs> super positive. Um, and ever since then, going forward, every week we have a meeting. You know, every every morning we're having 
I won't call it a meeting, but we're having discussions about things for the day. Mm-hmm. And yeah, everything's been really positive. Well, let's, let's give this, um, this podcast, because I think it's such a fascinating story. Let's give this a, a bit of a, a practical spin then for, uh, for people who perhaps are listening to this and saying, you know what, I, I feel like that in my business. I feel like I'm either, I've come too far away from it and I'm too scared to re-engage uh, or I'm just, I don't know what to do to engage um or you know I, I feel like i'm trying to be engaging but it's just not working like what sort of advice would you give to people who feel stuck in their business just to do it um that because i was exactly the same and, and and it took coming to think tank for me to realize obviously what i needed to do but well, just, just, sorry just, on that point right. then is it I, is that is that one of the first strategies then to surround yourself with people who will push you outside of your comfort zone and cause you to rethink your composition? Yeah, hundred percent. Because I think business is very, very lonely. It's hugely, it's very lonely. And yeah. you know, it's like um, I find like when as a parent, um, I used to think I knew what parenting was about, and I used to make comments about parenting, and then I had kids, and I was like, I had no right. No right, because it's just, you don't know what it's like until you're a parent. Yeah. And uh, I think it's the same with business ownership. Even if you have hardworking employees, if you have people who work alongside you just still can't explain to somebody what it's like to be a business owner because it never leaves you. Regardless, it never leaves you, right? Like it's always on your brain. If it's a positive thing, it can be a positive thing, like a new idea or something good's happened or, you know, the bank's full. Uh, or it can be a negative thing, like, oh, shit, I just have all my staff walk out or something like whatever the case may be, or it's debt. And I'm sure in your first time when you said you made those mistakes, I'm sure those two years or whatever it was, like those six months, uh, would have been horrendous, right? And, and unless you're a business owner, you don't know what that's like. And I think non-business owners don't know what it's, how lonely it can be sometimes and you feel like no one can help. Um, and so, yeah, I, I definitely think having a, a really good peer group is, is important. Yeah, for sure. Hmm. Sorry, I interrupted you before. <laughs> That's right. Uh, uh, yeah, so I, I asked you what the practical things would be. Yeah, so definitely surround yourself with the right people. Um, you know, for, for me, I'm listening to podcasts all day, every day. I do a lot of, lot of driving. Um, podcasts all day. Uh, like I say, I listened to all your podcasts in two days. That was, I thought it was going to be quick, but turns out, those 10 minutes, 200 of them works out to be a lot of time. <laughs> yeah. So what do you, um, so find yourself a good peer group, uh, invest in your own personal development. Cause that's what it sounds like you're doing. Yes. My, my personal development. Yes. And, and the staff as well. You know, we've got the think tank with the, with the zest days and things like that. I knew that I couldn't come back and and do the training that needed to be done in order to get the best results out of them hence the reason i've asked you to come down and do it for us um you know the things that i can't do i can do takes me a lot longer i've now employed somebody else um operations manager to to do that stuff for me um you know admin answering the phones do the bookings be essentially be the face of the business when i'm not there or yeah. when I sort of don't want to be. Yeah. So finding people who can, can support you in your growth is... is yeah. As well. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, it was interesting when Ali told me the other day that you were hiring an operations manager. Uh, I was like, that's such a smart move. 
because it allows you to play to your strengths that you know you're not in the industry um you, 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 I, i'm assuming here you still can't commit all of your time because you do have so much other stuff going on um but you are but you don't want to limit your growth so you're you're investing also not in yourself but you're investing in other people to support you in your dream as well correct yes and that that's the main thing is so i can have the time to do the other things that i need to do yeah. uh, but believe believe it or not like i've I've been in the salon every day, all day, with a couple of exceptions. Um, you know, and it's been good. And, and a lot of the girls have said to me, it's so much better when you're here, which I didn't think they would say because, you know, they don't get out. They don't, I, feel, I guess they feel a little bit safer that mistakes aren't going to happen, that I'm not going to get angry because something's not done right because I'm there to pick up on it straight away yeah. rather than, let it build up at the end of the week and then I come in on a Friday and nothing's been done the way I want it done. Yeah. So it, it was interesting to, to hear that, that they're a lot happier when I am there. I think it's um, also one of the things that fascinates me when I ask people to implement, implement KPIs and targets and things like that, you know, a lot of business owners push back and say, um, but my staff will hate this. And I say to them all the time, like good staff will like it. Because as much as KPIs and targets are there to, um, let you know when things aren't going well. It's also an opportunity to give someone a t uh, like a benchmark to to achieve and to to actually excel in their role and do well. And I think by you being in the business, um, they actually have an opportunity as well to show you how good they're doing. Yeah. Even if you are hands off or you have been a little bit more remote in the past, I think they would still probably really crave. I'm not even that crave is not the right word, but I really appreciate um, you seeing the work that they do. That they would want that that sort of accolade to say yeah thank you so much and your gratitude for what they're doing and i i, I think uh, i think it's a really really positive thing you're in the business especially because they've been so positive towards it, it shows that they respect you and and they want they want you to be a part of it yeah i i have seen a lot of change in their attitudes um <clears throat> you know smiling smiles on their faces um and obviously they're not smiling because i'm there but just because <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah Mate, just because there's no issues, um, you know, there hasn't been so many issues, you know, things running out or, you know, that sort of thing, because I'm on top of that all the time. Um, yeah, it's, it, it has been a massive positive, so. Awesome, awesome. Well, what's the future for compliments? Where, where to from here? We've... We've got a couple of, we've got one, we, we, a few weeks back, we, oh, probably two months ago, we lost one of our best stylists. Um, there was no real reason. You know, we had a couple of disagreements. Um, there was no real reason. Um, she's seen how much change there has been in the business recently and decided that she wants to come back. So oh, she wow. started, yeah, and that was staffing, obviously another big problem. And that's what I said a couple of weeks ago that, I've, I've actually engaged in a lot of past staff to find out where I've gone wrong as a boss. And, <clears throat> and when, when this one left, I didn't make a big deal of it because I knew she was, I knew something was going on, um, but I, you know, I didn't make a big deal of it. I just said, look, let's just leave on, you know, leave on good terms. You know, things might change in the future. And that's what's happened. So She's coming back next week. We've had, obviously, I've had my operations manager start on Monday. My 100-day plan, she's got done in, you know, three days. So I've got to make that bigger. Um, <laughs> it's amazing how fast things can get done with somebody that actually knows what they're doing, and that's their huh. job. 
Sometimes as business owners, we can be the biggest bottleneck. Yeah, and fact, that's uh, not the case. Yeah, yeah. So, and we've also had another. We had another girl start. She's from the UK. She just worked in blow bars. Um, you know, so she's been great for our six week challenges. Um, and so, so the future, I guess, we're just going to continue. You know, the six week challenges and the rapid salon growth. You know, we're going to do a little bit of tweaking to that. Um, and just keep pushing forward. You know, I don't, I want to have more goals within the salon. I've just got to work out what they are at the moment because, you know, it's, it's just, go, it is going really well. The numbers yeah. are doing really well. And yeah. And membership. Memberships. Yes. Which I am, I'm excited. I'm, I'm still a little bit, but I know we need to do it. The girls are excited about it, but <laughs> I'm looking forward to you coming down next week or the week after and, and, and doing training with the girls on that. And and yeah, moving forward with that for sure. Awesome, man. Well, look, yeah. I, I uh, I'm a huge fan of yours. I think um, I think you've you your journey has been awesome. Um, and I think that there's a lot of lessons to be learned from this in terms of like it's never it's never too late. It's never you know you're never too far away from your business. Um, you can always change, and sometimes those changes that people are searching for and they think they're never coming. It just happens in a moment. It just happens in a split second, and all of a sudden someone will say something or something will happen and it just changes everything and for you i think just being on the sidelines watching on it's not like you're going in a straight line and kind of just detoured slightly it's like you've been going in a straight line and you've just hit a right angle and you've now gone the other way and um and it just happened in a moment well what what we saw anyway happened in a moment and i think that's a really exciting thing for people who feel stuck and uh, and that's one of the reasons i want to get you on today but also to share your success and your journey so i really appreciate you coming today tony no worries. Thank you. Absolute pleasure. So if you've loved listening to Tony, please make sure on your social media, when you see this podcast episode, uh, make sure you like, share, and comment on it. Let Tony know how awesome he is. And if you have any questions about um, how to grow a hair salon, he is the man to talk to. Look for Compliments for Hair on Facebook. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow for another episode of the podcast. Until then, guys, I'll catch you all later. See you later, guys. Bye-bye. Done. Want to keep up to date with all my videos, posts, and free content? Head to Facebook and like my page at facebook.com forward slash Billy Rickman Official. You can also find me on Instagram by searching the real B underscore Rickman.